Hello, I'm Mark Tweddle. Welcome to another episode of You Tell Your Stories, where we share with you stories from our storytelling classes. Learn more about our classes, both online and in Burbank, California, by visiting youtellyours.com or watch our Facebook Live sessions every Friday on the You Tell Yours Facebook page. You know, some stories are big and bold, full of car chases and explosions, but there are other stories that don't need those big ticket items. They still compel us and grab our attention, making us enjoy sitting in another person's life for a moment. This week, Jill Bodie tells a story that does have a big ticket item, but not a single car chase. So this summer, my husband and I are going to celebrate our 20th wedding anniversary. And, and um, that's a lifetime really of togetherness and collecting all the things that weave that life together. And for most couples, I think that when they take the plunge and they make large purchases like homes, and vehicles and furniture, they do that in a considered way. They do research, they go around to different places and look around, they talk about it a lot, and they think about it. That's not what we do. <laughs> we tend to make those purchases in the blink of an eye. And it wasn't always that way. I remember the very first thing that we bought was a couch for the first apartment that we were setting up years before we got married. And we did all the right things, we did the research, and the two of us stood in this department store after we bought it, holding hands and trembling while we wrote this check and passed it on to the clerk behind the counter. So that was not a blink of an eye purchase, but things changed pretty quickly. We were having a stroll one Saturday in Toronto on Queen Street, and a sign caught our eye. It said, Jalan. And it looked interesting. So we had to go into this shop. And everything in the store was from Southeast Asia. It was made of teak. And it was this beautiful, warm wood. Everything was shining. And we just started walking around. And you know, immediately, my husband is drawn to chairs. And we don't know it at the time but he has an obsession with chairs. <laughs> and over the years, it really doesn't matter. He will just buy a chair, whether we need it or not, <laughs> drag it home. And, you know, when sometimes when I feel that a room has just stopped making sense, I just get these visions. I just get these visions of stacking the chairs up to the ceiling and stapling them to the wall as this display, because I don't know what else to do with them. Anyway, I'm not interested in the chairs that he's interested in. I'm wandering around looking at drawers because you can put things away and make them look tidy. So, you know, there's this lovely spice chest that could sit on a countertop and there's 12 little wee drawers and they're so intric intricate and it just looks so great. And then there's CD towers of, you know, like six drawers stacked on top of each other in beautiful gleaming wood. And I'm calling to him. I'm like, come check out the drawers. But you know, he's ignoring me because he's checking out another chair over there. <sighs> anyway, time passes. We keep wandering around and then our eyes together land 
on, on it, the coffee table. <laughs> and neither of us had seen anything like it. It was over five feet long, and it was shaped kind of like a banana, and it had five legs. Now that's unusual. <laughs> and it, it wasn't like the other items in the shop because it looked unfinished. It had, you know, a gleam to it, but, it, you know, the surface was uneven, sort of following the grain of the wood, and the two ends were completely, like, they had no shape. They were just kind of raw-looking. And, I mean, it just, it, it just captured our imaginations. And it looked so sturdy that, you know, it could take a real beating and it wouldn't show a scratch. I wanted to get up there right, right in the middle of the store and start dancing on it because I knew it wasn't going to budge. Mm -hmm. Clearly, my husband adored it and I loved it as well. And... But we were kind of stuck initially because we had spent like this ungodly sum just a few weeks ago on the couch. <laughs> and here was, the ta was this table and it was over half the price that we had spent on the couch. And so there was a little bit of a pause there, but we couldn't, we couldn't get away from this table. So we were sitting on it and talking about it and the conversation started to change to things like, well, you know, it's really more than a piece of furniture. <laughs> it's, it's almost like a, a work of art, actually. So, you know, if we spent this money on it, it would be like an investment. And, you know, clearly to us, it had become like this Fabergé egg of cocktails. And we had to have it. So we decide that we're going to see if we can bargain on the price. So we go up to the shopkeeper. And for a man who has so many lovely things in his store, he is not the most lovely person. <laughs> and my husband says, so, you know, we really like the coffee table. Are you flexible on the price? Is this firm? He's like, everything in the store is the price. There's no bargaining. So we're a little bit deflated. And... Um, you know, I'm looking at the table and I said, you know, honey, maybe it's not meant to be ours because I don't even know if it's going to fit in our tiny little apartment. Like that couch we bought takes up almost all the room in our living room. And he's like, yeah, maybe you're right. But he's so deflated that I think, okay, we'll see what we can do. So go back to the guy and I'm like, um, you know, we really want to get this coffee table, but... We, what if it doesn't fit in our apartment? Like, could we buy it and then, like, return it within a day? He's like, no, no returns. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and my husband's like, oh, well, I'm confused because I thought there was some kind of a law that you can return furniture within a short period of time if it doesn't work, <laughs> if you don't like it. And the guy's like, not in this shop. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, he's a piece of work. <laughs> and... So now I have to get serious. So I have to put on my sweet voice, the one that I use when I really need to get my own way. <laughs> and I say to him, you know, would it be okay if, like, could you just hold it for us for like about an hour? Because we live really close by and we'll just do some quick measurements and we'll pop back and then we can get it. No, no. <laughs> so now 
we're really pissed off because <laughs> this guy is so unreasonable. And if we leave this jewel of a coffee table <laughs> unguarded for even a few minutes, someone else is going to come and get it. <sighs> and we look at each other and we decide then and there. It's like, it doesn't matter whether it fits in our living room. We're going to fit it somewhere. <laughs> because we have to save this table. <laughs> Who knows what this guy is going to do with it? <laughs> he could end up sending it to like table slavery <laughs> or worse. So we decide we're going to buy it. So we go up to the counter and just as my husband's pulling out of his wallet, he's like, oh no, I don't even know if I can fit this in the car. And our car is pretty small. And suddenly the guy gets really helpful. He's like, well, you know, I could deliver it for you. And we're like, great, that would be awesome. For $150 cash, and we're like, forget it. Like, not one more dime than we have to are we going to give to you. <laughs> so my husband says, you know, thank you very much for the offer, but we are going to take this table ourselves, and we're going to squeeze it into our car, and it's going to be fine. So we pay for it. And as we're just kind of going through the transaction, my husband, he's gotten a bit giddy with, like, the success of this negotiation. <laughs> he kind of leans over to the guy and he says, okay, I want to make this really clear. I am buying this coffee table from you and I'm paying full price. And when I leave this shop with it, I swear to you, that you will never see this coffee table again. <laughs> wow, I was so proud. He really did that well. <laughs> and the guy looked at us, blinked, and said, yeah, that would be a good idea. <laughs> so anyway, we buy the thing, we get it into our car, and we drive it through the streets of Toronto in Victory. It was our coffee table and we had saved it. It had become this beacon for dignity and honor and all things that need a safe harbor in this world. <laughs> and you know, we were able to squeeze it into our living room, so it worked out just fine. And so now it's over 24 years since we bought that table. And there's been over eight homes and two countries where it has resided, and it is contributed to the raising of our two daughters. And it's still there in the middle of our living room, mm -hmm. solid and unusual and just the right fit. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed Jill's story. Our storytelling techniques are a practical way to help get yourself heard. Head over to youtellyours.com for details of our classes and events both in Burbank and online. You can listen to this as a podcast at podcast.utelyours.com or find us on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe to this YouTube channel or the podcast. Uh, you can also email me at mark at if you have any questions or requests. Thank you for listening or watching.